Y'all want to know an easy way to dominate somebody? Get a piece of paper. I prefer to use a brown piece of paper, so like a piece of a paper bag or whatever. But you can just use a regular piece of paper. It doesn't matter. Get your little piece of paper. The person that you're trying to dominate, write their full name on that piece of paper. Tape it to the bottom of your shoe. So you can do the bottom of the actual sole or you can put it inside of your shoe. I actually normally put it inside of my shoe, my left shoe. Okay, so again, person that you want to dominate, somebody's acting up, somebody not acting right towards you, someone that you need to just make sure that they're they're saying what they need to say, doing what they need to do for you. Mm-hmm. From, from a, a friend to a boss who's trying you, people who are trying you and you just need them to, a baby daddy. Okay. Get you a piece of paper. Again, write their full name on a piece of paper. Add their birthday. I always add a birthday if I know it, just for a little extra effect so the universe knows exactly who I'm trying to dominate. And I tape that hole in my shoe, my left shoe. And you just walk around. You just tap dance on them. Just stomp, walk around. You just like, no, my energy, you're using your energy to just, just, just bring them down a few notches. And it's not a hex. It's not a curse. It's not a quote unquote negative working. It is you knowing when someone needs to just pipe down poorly. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy. Try it out. All you need is a little juju. 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 All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Camfer no say. And I'll never give play. I'll take your photos to the grave But that ain't even my thing I just stay at the crossroads, pray I just pour a little honey from a bay To make them stay Cause I hate when bay leaves But I manifest a little with my bay leaves I'm my ancestors, baby So I give them everything that they gave me, yeah Welcome to a little Juju Podcast I'm your host, Juju, bringing you all things juju related, all things healing, all things black, our spirituality, our practices, our traditions, always bringing up and bringing forth and bringing into the space the ancestors. And yeah, all you need is a little juju. Like all you need is a little sorcery, y'all. When you feel like your back is against the wall, it probably isn't because you haven't tried any sorcery. <laughs> and then in that case, you have a lot of options. So that is what this podcast is for, to remind us of our own gifts and our own magic that we have within us every day. Thank you to the ancestors for that. Oh, wow. I hope y'all are doing well. This is episode, what is this episode five? Yeah, episode five. That's wild. I am still shook at the amount of people who have shown me love, who are reposting it, who are tagging me, who are screenshot. I mean, just, I have, it's over, it's an overwhelming amount of love and feedback for this podcast. And so I'm just 
blessed to <laughs> I'm blessed that y'all feel blessed that it exists and yeah I'm I'm just so grateful so thank you thank you thank you I've had almost over 2,000 plays at this point and we've only been out for a few weeks so that's kind of amazing <laughs> so I I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Um, I want to also shout out my patrons. I have two patrons. Drea came through, dropped a cute little coin um, on the Patreon and uh, went over my ask of $3 a month. So just sending so much good juju to Drea. Also, my boo Cece, see both sides like Chanel came through and is a patron. And so for y'all who don't know, my Patreon is just a site that it allows you to pay artists. It allows you to pay people who expend their labor in different ways. Um, and uh, so like, so for example, a lot of people who podcast have a Patreon just to kind of keep up with the cost of this podcast. You know, it's always free to listen, but it's not free to record. It's not free to do this work. These websites cost money, like hosting sites cost money, um, microphones and headphones and computer stuff, software, all of it costs. So it's just a way to, to commit to paying people for their work and their labor. So if you have found this podcast beneficial in any way, think about becoming a patron. I'm asking for $3 a month from folks uh you can always do more than that you can do less than that um but anything any amount matters to me another way to donate to the podcast is through paypal uh, the email would be the jujubay um at gmail and you can donate through paypal for a one-time donation and um yeah let's just keep it patreon and and paypal but i know i have had some people come through and drop a coin in the cash app shout out to Oh my God, a, a few people did that. So shout out to y'all. Um, my boss even came through, dropped a nice little coin. It's like, look at y'all. Okay, y'all believe in me or something? Like, y'all really like the information? Like, I, I really deeply appreciate it and y'all. Um, if you cannot afford any type of monetary um, donation to the podcast, that's cool. Another way that helps me is when you share it, when you post about it, when you tag me, say you like it, when you tell people to listen to it. That is another way that really benefits me, that helps me get my uh, get the podcast out there to get more people this information, this important information. Um, so that is another way that I'm really grateful for. So everyone who has shared and talked about it and told someone to listen to it, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All of the love and good juju to you. All you need is a little juju. So this week for me was very interesting and interesting in a great in a great way so thanksgiving was this week and uh this past week and i had a really wild experience actually before i go into that let me tell y'all about my tarot reading that i got by keon with millennial soul food you can look him up on ig millennial soul food he child i invited him over to my house do a little uh, tarot reading. I got an hour reading. We did a 12 card uh, New Year spread. So 12 cards, y'all. And let me tell you something. Before he actually started reading me, my ancestors told me that I was about to get red. Like red. They were like, be prepared because you, you about to get red. Because we're tired. 
And I was like, oh, so I told him, I was like, oh, my ancestor said you about to read me. And he just laughed. <laughs> when I tell you that, that spread took me out. I like barely had any feedback. I barely had anything to say during the reading. I, it was one of the most honest readings that I have ever had. It really shook me. It made me realize that I have to get my stuff together and stop being afraid. Basically, that was it. It was like, stop being scary, girl. What what are you doing? And so I... Like, y'all, I'm water. I'm a lot of water signs. A lot of water in my chart. A lot of cancer, Scorpio energy. My whole spread was fire and earth and two waters and the two waters were like yeah if you get too wrapped up in this water it's gonna be a problem you all of that all that sad shit cut it out all of that cry all of this all that anxiety you need to work on that you need to be securing your bag you need to be doing this work you need to be thinking about your career like what are you doing you worried about the wrong thing like y'all drag and the minute that he stopped reading me, the temperature just got cool. Like it was hot. It was so hot when I was getting my reading because the spirits were present. The minute it was over, it just cooled down immediately. And we both made note of that. Like, okay. So he was like, okay, uh, they're done. Spirit, spirit is gone. Like my ancestors came through to him and just was like, and tell her this and tell her that. And so that's what I really appreciated about the tale reading because it wasn't like, um, it wasn't just a reading where someone was just like pulling cards for me and then like reading the description. Like, no, there was no description. He knows the cards. He's been doing this. And so he was able to kind of apply it and ask me questions about my own life and then really like make the connection from what the card is saying to what I'm experiencing. And then also, I mean, I'm getting a reading from a gifted person. So there's, there's information that my ancestors are sharing with him and that he's channeling and just saying to me. So it was, it was an intuitive reading and also like a tarot reading. So it was great y'all. It was really great. Shout out to Keon. I'm so sad he's moving away. Um, he was in Chicago. He's moving to Nola, but that's bomb because now I have someone to visit in Nola. So I, uh, check him out, check him out, check him out. I guess if you're in the New Orleans area, you can get a tarot reading. Um, but he also has some other products out now, some spiritual washes. So yep, go to Instagram, look him up. Really, really bomb. So excited. I got that tarot reading. Whew. Okay. So now let me tell you about Thanksgiving. Mm. It's so funny. I just realized like my life will just never be normal anymore. <laughs> like since I have just opened the portal to my gifts and to the spirit world, just my life will just never be one that is normal. <laughs> so Thanksgiving, a typical normal ass holiday. I went to a friend of mine's mom's house. Um, I didn't go home this year. And uh, so, yeah, I went to her house. I was the first person there, actually which was like kind of awkward, but it ended up being fun. We just had a glass of wine, I was talking to my mom, all good. But when I first walked in the house, beautiful house, by the way, absolutely beautiful. Um, I see this bust. That's the first thing I noticed. The first thing that just stood out to me, this bust. And it was like, it was like cream um, and black and gray kind of. And it was a, a head of like, it looked like an African or it was a black person. And they had like chunky uh jewel a chunky necklace on um 
it was a, a, a masculine figurehead. It was a man, I believe. And, uh, well, it was because, yeah, it was a man, a bust of a man. And he looked royal and he looked like a powerful warrior. Um, just, just very sh- striking, a very striking bust. And I'm like, oh my God, that bust is beautiful. I say this to Barbara, that's my friend's mom. And she's like, oh, thank you. Um, you know, I got it from this artist in, from Ohio, I think. I don't really remember. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to buy it at first, but something just told me to get it. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, but it's a bit of a sad story behind it. Um, it, the artist wanted to humanize like this really atrocious act that happened. So there was this, uh, slave revolt that happened. I don't even remember where. And unfortunately the, our ancestors who were trying to gain their freedom, um, were caught by the white folks and their masters and they were all beheaded. Everyone who was a part of that, that, um, Everyone who was a part of the revolt was beheaded um, and their heads were like laid out. So the artists wanted to humanize those, our ancestors and those folks and decided to create a bust ahead of each of the ancestors who were decapitated. And so there's just different, you know, there's different busts. And so she bought one. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's calling out to me. In my head, I'm like, oh, got it. All right. So she's like, yeah, it's, and it's funny. When I'm out here working alone, I feel like um, somebody's watching me or, or with me, and I'm not really alone out here. And I'm thinking in my head, because you're not. <laughs> you ain't alone. But I'm just out loud. I'm like, <laughs> okay, right. Uh-huh. So during, during Thanksgiving, this bust is like, pulling me it is calling me it is ringing it's not like it's saying words to me it's just like the energy is just palpable it is just wanting me to pay attention to it, it is wanting me to acknowledge it it is and like I'm not about to be do- I'm at Thanksgiving I don't know the people here like I'm just trying to eat my little turkey and eat this macaroni and cheese I shouldn't be eating anyway because I'm lactose intolerant and mind my business but this bust was just it was, it was loud. It was so loud and the spirit was heavy. Like I couldn't even sit by it after a certain point. I was telling my friend like, okay, I have to move over here because the bus is really loud. So, you know, whatever. I had a good time. Thanksgiving's over. I go home. Um, I go to sleep, whatever. I wake up the next morning. The first, one of the first things on my mind is that bust. And I'm like, what is going on? And so while I'm in the bed, and then I get on Instagram and I start telling my Instagram story, like what I'm telling y'all right now. And while I'm telling the story, I get like overwhelmed with this feeling of the spirit again, the spirit of that bust again. And I almost burst into tears and I'm like, okay, let me get up and do a divination because this is some, this is just some other shit. So I get up, I conduct the coin divination and I'm like, I know a spirit lives in that, that bust in that like I I know a spirit lives in there so let me do this divination I do the divination divination is like hell yeah it's a spirit up in there and I'm like and to confirm it is a spirit of one of the people who was uh, murdered and beheaded yep it is one of those people um who revolted one of our ancestors lives in that bust in my friend's mother's house (laughs) like it is there and the spirit then came to me while I'm in my house and, um, 
I was just on the ground, bawling, crying, just like the energy was so, it just completely consumed me. And I'm just like saying like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You didn't deserve that. Thank you. Like we look up to you. Thank you for fighting for your freedom. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Your actions were not in vain. We learn from you. We love you. You know, I'm just saying all this stuff, just completely overwhelmed with emotion. Um, and the spirit was like pretty chill about it actually. And then he told me his name. Um, so I heard like, it was like Odua, Odia, Oh, Auda. So that I, it wasn't clear and I didn't want to keep asking. And then the spirit actually didn't want me to ask any more questions and didn't want me to do anything. I was like, do you need me to like set out water? Do you need me to set a light for you? Do you need me to? And he was like, no, I just needed you to know that. Yeah, I am here. I do live here. That is the energy I felt. My name is Odua. All right. You can leave me alone. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, cool. So I wasn't clear on the name, so I posted about it in this conjure group that I'm in. And one of my friends, Camille, she uh, sent me a link to a story about Odua. No, let me see. Let me make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Odudua is the correct name. And I'm looking at Wikipedia now. Was not only the first ruler of a unified Ife, but also the protege of various independent royal dynasties in Yoruba land, and is today venerated as the hero, the warrior, the leader, and the father of the Yoruba race. So just like another warrior ancestor who, you know, not necessarily saying that this this um, spirit in the bus was Odudua, but definitely I believe that that is what, uh, he was saying his name was and like, and looking up more about Odudua being like a warrior is like definitely came that warrior spirit was present. So I was just like, wow, this shit is like wild. Like everything always just comes together so seamlessly and in this neat way, like, yeah, this, yeah. So I was deeply shook by that whole thing. And just like, I knew, I knew a spirit lived up in there. The minute I walked in, I was like, I know when a spirit is present. And yeah, live right up in that, right up in the house, just chilling, protecting it. And wow, so beautiful. I wish I could show y'all the bus. It's, it's gorgeous. But yeah, I was like, I need to tell people this, <laughs> like, this is serious. So I'm, I'm glad I did a little divination and it was just nice to, hmm, some days I'm just like, you know, my life will never be normal again, but it's kind of cool to just feel spirits and to be able to communicate with them and and hear them and just like even acknowledge them and to say like yo what you did was not in vain like you made it so that I could be here you have made it so to remind me that I can fight every day I can still fight and um and that his spirit is still that of a warrior like even in the spirit realm like yo our ancestors live y'all they live they live so i just wanted to share that with y'all and oh child <laughs> and last night i'm gonna get into the show but i just have so much tea last night i went to um a cardi b concert and Co well it wasn't a cardi b concert it was like a bunch of different rappers but all I really cared about was Cardi B. But anyway, Kodak Black was there. And when I tell y'all Kodak Black has some powerful spirits around him, when he came out, I was like, 
what is this energy? And because he wasn't giving any energy. He was not up there giving me a show, giving me I want to be here, giving me I love to rap. This is my this is my shit. No, he wasn't giving that at all. He damn near forgot the words. It looked like he didn't want to be <laughs> he didn't want to be up there. But his spirits though, that boy is covered. Okay, I don't care how many times they try to take him out, put him in jail. I don't think he gonna be in there longer than. A co- he he ain't never doing life. He ain't doing none of that. That's not part of his testimony. Those spirits will not allow it. He keep messing up though, but mm-mm. he's covered. He's, he going to be good. He going to be good. So, uh, yeah, Kodak had really loud spirits. I was talking to a bust and, um, I had a really great tale reading that told me to get my shit together. So that's that's the energy I'm coming with y'all today. I'm also sitting here drinking Bailey's Irish Cream, the almond milk version, because they have an almond milk version. I'm lactose intolerant. I can't be doing that, that dairy. So we're going to have a good show today. I'm very excited. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to talk about today, but there was a lot of requests for just more about hoodoo, more about conjure. Like that is what a lot of folks have questions about, so... I figured why not just go through some of the things that I get asked a lot and just talk some more about hoodoo. So let's do it. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so my Isha a couple episodes ago really gave us an amazing breakdown of where hoodoo comes from, why it is important, and just like kind of grounded us in that historical aspect. Um, and framework, which is really important, I think, to understanding why we conjure now, why it's important to conjure now, because we have to understand, like, we come from, we come from, first of all, brilliance, Uh, we come from resistance, we come from so much power, like, innate, just power, and so I think, you know, that episode with Maisha was so crucial in, in this work, and she is so crucial in this work to just talk about how hoodoo has has saved so many of our ancestors specifically, you know, in the in the U.S. specifically. Um, yeah, that episode was amazing. And I'm seeing that there's just like a desire to really like even delve more into it and also talk about its relevance to today and why we conjure today and what kind of changed from back when our ancestors used to conjure to when we conjure now. So I just want to get into that. Um, I asked on on Instagram what kind of questions and ideas that folks have about about anything, or like, what did you want me to cover? And it just was all about conjure. So we are going to focus on that today. Let's heal ourselves first, and then get into the show. Show. All you need is a little juju. So Heal Yourself is the part of the show where I share some typically juju related tips on how to heal, on how to address our traumas, on how to just feel a little bit better every day, keep our wits about us. This is part of the show where I do that. And so today's Heal Yourself is pretty basic because I feel like people say this all the time, but meditation, like Meditation is so important because it is a great grounding exercise. Just sitting, I prefer to sit like on the ground, but you can sit in a chair too, feet flat on the ground and meditate, breathe, 
Just breathe. Just do it for five minutes. It makes the world of a difference. And I, I get kind of irritated when people always talk about meditate, meditate, meditate. But this shit does work. And I'm all about what works. Like, I'm only going to share what works. What's worked for me. What works for a lot of people. So, meditation. So, sitting with guided meditation is one way that works for people. Sometimes people just like it to be quiet. Um, I was going... I was using... um nature sounds specifically like ocean or river sounds that is like works wonders for me because I'm a whole just I'm just water I am just yeah I am water but remember like sitting and and meditating isn't the only way that we can meditate we can meditate meditate through dance and that is a really powerful way for me to meditate Um, to just get in my body and to be grounded. I love to dance. I have spirits around me who really like to dance. So that encouraged me to dance. And that movement really gets our, gets us in our body, but also dancing is traditionally from an African standpoint, a way to get your blessings. Like that's how you dance. If you're going to a bembe, which is a, um, a drumming for Orishas, you know, you dance. Like you have, that's how you get your blessings. You dance. That's how you get rid of negative energy. You dance like black people. It is in us to move through our pain and trauma and fear through dance. So it's like, that's a great way for us to meditate too. It doesn't have to look how people force it down your throat. You know, you can still find a sort of quietness with music um, I would encourage though to to dance to drums, um, just because that that is like a tr- a traditional uh, way and form of music. But it doesn't have to be that. You can get get go off the trap music. But I think sometimes just like music with no words or just like kind of this repetition is what really what really helps the grounding practice. So just like moving around, just like a dance, five minutes or just do one song or for five minutes dance dance like nobody's watching you know (laughs) and really feel how your body you know get into your body see how it feels when you move certain ways you know don't think about anything but how your body is moving and how good you look and how strong you are how powerful you are are and just imagine just all of that negativity just leaving your body as you're moving and you're breathing and you're just focused on your own your own stuff you know what they say when meditating let the thoughts come they're fine and then let them let them go the thoughts will always come but what your focus is on is your own healing and that's if you're doing a quiet meditation or if you're meditating through dance um but taking that time out to be in your body is is really what i want you to take away from this because it is so much healing when we just sit with ourselves and we're not on social media we're not texting or we're not thinking about what we got to do after that just be in the moment be just be safe in that moment take in that present moment i know this is like mindfulness our ancestors been doing mindfulness but yeah this is like a studied way that we know works but we knew it worked before the West took it in and labeled it a thing, you know. This is how our people did it. And they had to be in their bodies a lot. 
if anybody knows how to be in their bodies, it's black folk, especially those our ancestors who went through chattel slavery. Or oh, we were in our bodies. We had to figure out how to exist within our bodies, our bodies that were being tortured and tormented and, and all the horrendous acts that happened against our bodies. We still found a way to continue to grow and live and and thrive and create. We can still do that, but we have to ground ourselves in our own power of our bodies. So meditate in the morning, in the night, by the water. Shout out to Jean Doe. That's, um, what song is that? Energy by Jean Doe. Listen to that. You can meditate in the morning, night, in the water. The healing is in the now, y'all. Shout out to Jean. The healing is in the now. So we can always do that. So that is your heal yourself. Get in your bodies. Feel your bodies. They're beautiful. They're amazing. They're powerful. They are yours. Feel it. Feel it all. Ashe. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so one of the questions that I got in my um, DMs was, uh, let me just find a good place to start to read it to you. Okay, I'm a baby. This person is referring to like, you know, with Conjure. I'm a baby and still learning about the history and what it even is I'm supposed to do with my apparent gifts, so I'm struggling to find a staffing place. But in my process, a friend sent me this link and I was searching it and found this part of this part on the history of hoodoo and it said it isn't African. And my understanding was that it is inherently black and African. I was wondering if you could help me understand more or give me any resources to learn myself what is truly going on. Because it's hard for me to believe anyone who talks about anything black and African related about our own history. So thank you for that question. Um, and then, oh, this person went on to send me an article from Lucky Mojo about hoodoo and conjure and root work. And so that was just my first place of just, we don't do Lucky Mojo. I don't do lucky mojo. I don't, I don't do that. That's not, um, I don't find whoever runs that to be reputable. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the make conjure black again team. So I, I just don't, I and can't listen to white people's analysis and historical perspectives on where hoodoo came from or why hoodoo exists or if 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 hoodoo was black or african like i'm not i can't go to resources made by white people to ask if something is black you know it is black hoodoo was african it was brought to the u.s from our enslaved ancestors who came from Africa, West and Central Africa. So our West, largely West and Central African ancestors who were brought to the U.S., they relearned the ways of this land and had a little bit of influence from the native folks around spiritual understandings and medicinal understandings of the herbs relevant to this land because they are different herbs than what were on the continent. And with that and our own juju and understandings of nature and life and spiritual forces and forces of nature we created hoodoo and made it relevant for us and our own workings and we're able to 
resist, revolt, fight, heal, eat, create, manifest, and conjure with that. It is black. Anyone who says hoodoo is not inherently black is a damn liar. And a lot of people like to say it's some, a night, it's a mix of, everyone can do hoodoo because it's a mix of, of, folk white folk european tales and, and native people and uh, baby who do is some black shit okay period not doing no period no. that's it it's black i don't know how else to say it's black this is just my frustration like there white people have c- taken Hoodoo from black people, repackaged it, rebranded it, watered it down, and are trying to sell it back to us and tell us that it is not of our ancestors. No, that watered down shit is not of our ancestors. But hoodoo is of our ancestors. Conjuring is is of our ancestors and manifesting is of our ancestors. Don't, I, I, it's frustrating. I just can't. It's just like, damn, can we have anything? Can we have anything hoodoo is ours it is black it is african because it was born and created of african people on u.s soil so thank you for the question i'm not frustrated with people asking i'm just frustrated with the amount of information that is out there around hoodoo that is false it's stressful as hell but Yes, it is black. Don't let nobody tell you. Don't listen to no articles or read no... See, I try not to read books that are not written by black people around hoodoo. I, I don't visit websites. I don't... And there's not, that's not to say that there aren't white people who actually know the history of hoodoo or who don't know the herbs or the roots. It's not to say that, but part of what I've just committed to is just looking to black folks as, as, as the source and, and resource of a black tradition. But that, to be fair, there are white people who practice hoodoo and probably do good work because their ancestors learned from their ancestors who learned from their enslaved fucking help in their house, you know, and we're taught or we're going or we're stealing information from them, uh, or had folks conjuring for them. Like had their black, the black, our ancestors that they owned conjuring for them. So they, they, it's very true that they could know the tips and tricks of, of conjure. And also just being in the South, I mean, a lot of things were shared. A lot of information was shared, um, regardless of race. And by shared, I mean stolen, but, but what I'm saying that there was a lot of cross information sharing around like cook I mean even from cooking you know like people always talk about southern cooking and so that is it's not just southern cooking it's black people in the south who was cooking for white people and the white people learned the recipes from the black people that is that's like what hoodoo is it's not southern cooking it's black it's black cooking like it's a black tradition that has been co-opted and watered down and marketed to be for everybody. Like they do with all of our stuff. Hoodoo is no different than what they do with all of our stuff. So, whew, child, that, that stresses me. But all right, let me see what other questions y'all had. Um, I made a note of it, of just things that come up a lot. Oh, 
so right someone had had brought up this idea like that how our ancestors used to conjure are not necessarily the ways that we still conjure now and that's so true um and to speak to that a little bit Maisha brought this up in her episode but candles for example is just the best way to show like how how hoodoo kind of changes with the times and it can do that which is why I really really love it um it's not stagnant and stuck in in the time frame it, it morphs with it keeps up with the technology so you know back in the time when people were doing hoodoo you know on a plantation black folks wasn't going out and buying candles I don't even know if candles were produced in the same ways that they are now it wasn't a common it wasn't super common to have candles around especially for black folks who, they could not afford candles candles were expensive unless you were in a space that um Unless you were in a space like the, maybe Louisiana, because you know, Catholics be using candles. So unless you were in a space like that, there you weren't conjuring with candles. Candle magic is a fairly new, recent, I guess, phenomena or whatever you want to call it, or a new way to do, to do workings and magic in regards to hoodoo specifically is what I'm talking about. So I love candle magic. Candle magic is great. Um, I do candle magic a lot, but our ancestors were not necessarily using candle magic in from a traditional hoodoo sense. They were using oil lamps, but oil lamps aren't, I would say not as accessible now. Like where do you see oil lamps at anymore? Besides maybe at your grandma's house. <laughs> like, um, but I have done workings with oil lamps and it's great. I love, I love doing the old school workings. And I think it means something to like kind of engage in the traditional practices because our ancestors are there and they're part of the work. So when they see oil lamps, it's like, oh, that's how we used to conjure. Like, okay, like this is what you want to do with that oil lamp, baby. Like this is how you work the lamp. Not to say that they don't help with the candles because they do. Like the juju going to be the juju regardless. But there's, um, yeah, I think it means something when we kind of engage it in the, in the traditional ways that our people did the work. So, um, that, that's just another, I know a lot of people want to have questions around candles and how to work candles and the importance of candles. Candles are, it's not so much that candles are important. Fire is important and fire workings are important, but candles were not used by our, our people for, for a long time until this kind of like mass production happened. So just keep that in mind when you're doing your workings. Again, I love candles, but you know, all of the glitter candles and all of that extra stuff, you don't need all that. If it, if it's helpful to you, that's one thing. But you know, I, I've also noticed, and this is some white people shit too, making it so like, oh, you need to go buy this candle. It's like dressed with gold and green glitter for money. Like you don't need to dress a candle with gold and green, green glitter for money. Woo. Say that three times fast. Gold and green glitter. Um, that that's not hoodoo. That is cute. That might be helpful. That might be whatever it is. It might help your intention. That's all real and valid and okay. But don't say that that is traditional hoodoo stuff, which I have seen because it is not. Ain't nobody had no glitter. <laughs> When was glitter invented? <laughs> like, so I'm I'm actually personally not a huge fan of like glitter in my in my workings just because it feels unnatural. Like I I like to use, well, just a lot of times I feel like, um, engaging in this practice that it has to do with like 
it's an earth-based tradition. And so I like to keep what I use centered around natural things that come from the earth or like are produced naturally. And so because, because glitter is not like a natural part of the environment, it was mass produced that I don't even know what glitter is made out of. I don't use it in my workings, but Genuinely, I don't meet any shade by that. I just personally prefer not to. But if it helps your intention, if it helps your working, you do what works for you. And that's the beautiful thing about hoodoo. You do what works. What works for me might not be what works for you. So I notice this a lot too. People will ask like, okay, so how do you do uh, a working for to get someone to stop talking, talking mess about me. There's a, there's a plethora of ways to do workings to get somebody to stop talking mess about you. One of those ways might work for you. One of them might not. All of them might work for you. Our ancestors didn't conjure the same. There's a, there's a, what's it? What's the phrase? There's a bunch of ways to skin a cat. That is literally, did someone make that up about hoodoo? Because there's literally so many ways to do these workings. There is not a one size fits all. A cow tongue might work for me and a cow tongue might not work for you. It, like, it's it just what it is. Like, your people conjured in a very specific way based on their um, ethnic identity, based on where they were in the U.S., where they were conjuring, were they in South Carolina, were they in Louisiana, Mississippi Delta, where were they? Because that, that matters to how they were conjuring. They were not all conjuring in the same ways. A lot of things overlap, of course, and they were doing similar workings, but that's why it's always really good to bring your ancestors into this practice because they will tell you how they used to conjure. They will tell you what herbs and roots that you need to use. Because if I tell you what I use, it could work for you, but it might not. But, but that's because maybe your people didn't work how my people did. You know, so it's the juju is going to be a little bit different. So that's how it's, it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of, does this work for me? Okay, this didn't work. This honey jar didn't work for me. This sugar jar didn't work too well for me. Maybe I should try, you know, molasses because molasses was you know honey wasn't people weren't using honey back in the day honey was expensive so if you were trying to sweeten it sweeten you would probably use some molasses over honey you know but again honey is more accessible now so it conjure and these practices they move with the times they are not stagnant and I what I really appreciate about about hoodoo is that because I feel like a lot of ATRs um, sometimes they, I feel like they just kind of get stuck in, in the traditional way. And I believe in tradition. I'm actually deeply a traditionalist, but I think sometimes where tradition, it, it can be used to a fault is when it doesn't, it doesn't morph with how people who are a part of that tradition are changing, how society is changing, how the technologies are changing. Like we have to advance, you know, religion, though it can be based in tradition has to move. Or it's not helpful anymore. So uh, what I appreciate about Hoodoo is that it's always moving. It's always changing. It's always develop, redeveloping itself to fit. You know, we don't need, we need a lot of the same things our ancestors need. But not exactly. Like, we are experiencing different, different kinds of, um, the, the, the oppression looks different. Um, the ways that we can get information looks different. 
the ways that we can communicate is different. So we have, so hoodoo has to develop with those, with those things. So that is what I, I genuinely love. And so it's not to say that, so like, yes, tradition is important and tradition, there needs to be room for expansion and change because that's the only thing that's constant is, is the change. So, um, yeah, I did want to touch on that. I think a good quick segue for that is, you know, in talking about how I, I value tradition and I think that it's important, but I also want us to make sure that when we're saying something is traditionally hoodoo, that it actually is traditionally hoodoo. Um, so tarot cards, ciao. I don't know why people are trying to make tarot cards hoodoo. It's not hoodoo. It is a wonderful and amazing form of divination. Um, it is, it really, tarot cards are, are great at providing a lot of information at one time just based on a card because you have the picture, you have the meanings, you have the number of the card. Um, you have a lot of different ways to view the card and understand the card. Um, it, it It's a, tarot is a great ass form of divination and communication with spirits and oh my bad y'all and getting the information that you need but it is not hoodoo and so we don't have to make tarot cards hoodoo we can just say that they're tarot and I believe that they're Romani 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 I believe that that is the where tarot decks come from but I'm not sure and so I, of course want people to engage in whatever divination methods that make sense for them and that work for them and that speak to them it is just not a traditionally hoodoo practice so we can just say that we're doing tarot but it's we're just taking or or not taking but we're borrowing another divination system from another group of people and black folks have their own forms of divination if you want to get into cardamancy um, and you know, tarot wasn't working for you. Cause I'm not a tarot bitch and I want to be one. I want to be out here reading people's cards. It's just not, <laughs> it's not working for me. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm not studying it enough, but I will pull my little daily, daily cards and I love them. Shout out to dust to onyx. That's the only deck I got. It's probably the only deck I'll ever have for a long time. Um, so I wanted to be a tarot girl, but it's just not doing it for me. So, you know, you can get into playing cards. That's hoodoo. If you want to start doing some playing cards divination, you learn those numbers and start pulling cards, learning what the each suit means. That's some hoodoo shit. Coin divination, that's hoodoo shit. Um, what else? Dice. That's a form of divination. I mean, there's tons of forms of divination, but I just know that because I just wanted to bring in tarot because it's a very popular way that people use divination these days. Everyone, a lot of people who are in this tradition or just do spiritual work, have a tarot deck or see a tarot reader. I got a tarot reading. I think that they're great. I think that spirit definitely speaks to them. I think, I just don't want anybody to think I'm trying to throw shade to the tarot because I'm not. I just want us to call a thing a thing. That's not hoodoo. That's not a practice of our ancestors. Um, but it is a beautiful form of divination that if it works for you, it works for you. So yeah, it, it, if it works, like I said, what I care about most is if shit works, you do it. But that is not a, a traditional, a traditional form to communicate with spirit. Um, but 
and that's okay. Okay, and I don't mean it's not traditional. Sorry, it's just not traditionally um, black. But you know, our ancestors, meaning like our grandparents and stuff, they, they were reading tarot decks. So like, there has been an exchange with that, and so that's not to say that ancestors can't help you read decks, especially if you come from people who read. Um. Because if you're gifted, you're gifted. Like, you can use tea leaves, coffee grounds, water, scrying, smoke. You can do whatever. If you gifted, the divination is the divination. But let's just, I'm just saying, we have our own methods too, guys. Like, we can do tarot and we can do card. We can do playing card divination and dice. And then we can incorporate the, um, the Congo Cosmogram. Like, we just have so much stuff. I just don't want us to lose it. That's all. I, I just don't want us to lose all of the forms of divination that we have. And because we are all like, oh, tarot, tarot, tarot. You know what I'm saying? So it's no shade at all. I just, yeah. You know, let's just, let's just look, let's just do it all. You know, let's just figure it all out. Let's just do our black shit too. Um, so, yeah. All you need is a little juju. What else came up? Oh, so I thought I talked about this in maybe another episode, but I didn't. And also, I will just repeat myself because it's important. Sage, why do I go so hard on anti-sage? <sighs> well, here's the thing. It's a few things with sage. The first thing is that Sage is, yes, I definitely talked about this. Sage, there's a sage crisis. It is being over harvested and overproduced because people are using it in mass and they shouldn't be. If that don't make you not want to stop using sage, I don't know. It's not a good, er, it, it's being overproduced. White sage I'm talking about specifically. Like, we don't need to use that. There's so many other things to cleanse the space with. We don't have to use sage. Two, if you're saying that you're doing hoodoo and conjure. Now, I know it moves with the times, but sage, sage, we have a lot of other herbs that aren't being overproduced and overharvested that we can use. And sage is not one of our tradition. It is not one of our, sage is for a very specific native group. It's like not all native groups. I just, it's like a specific tribe. Be careful of the whole sage thing. Cause that's honestly some white people. Sage is not some white people shit, but white people have taken sage and mass produced it and, um, <laughs> taken over the land, which is what they do all the time. So that's not too odd. And then they're selling it to us. And now we're like, Oh, sage is what we need. Okay. More and more, more. And it's like, no, we actually don't need to be a part of that. Y'all. Cut the sage out. Unless you have specific spirits that really want you to use sage for whatever reason, like, okay. But otherwise, I, if you are a black person, I would bet your people probably don't like it that much. I, that's just what I found and what my elders have found. So just, you know, just try some onion skins. Easy. Try some dragon's blood. Easy. Try some... Trust, child, you can spray some liquor, tobacco. There's so many ways. Try those. We do not have to keep using sage. We do not have to partake in this whole white witches taking over the world occult mess. 
Like we have our magic and it's cute. Okay, everybody wants to be a witch now. But if you want to be a witch now, can we we gotta be a good you gotta be a right kind of witch. We're not gonna be struggle witches. We're not gonna be struggle witches, not gonna be struggle workers, we're not gonna be struggle struggle conjurers. We this is a land these are land based practices, so we have to respect the land when we're doing these things, you know? So don't be a struggle witch. I say put the sage down, but again, you do you, boo boo. Period. You do you. You do what works for you. All you need is a little juju. Oh, so someone uh, had a question, not a question, but just wanted me to speak about removing white people from, from spaces. I'm assuming that means like conjure spaces or hoodoo spaces. And um, I don't know if it's necessarily our job as black folks to remove I don't even know if it's about if our our main focus is removing white people from our spaces, but I think the main thing is us taking space in our space and claiming that we have the rights to these traditions and that this shit is ours. And I think the removal will just happen. Like we have to, we have to claim what is ours. Like we have to acknowledge the parts of us that are deeply hoodoo. We have to acknowledge the power and magic or whatever you want to call it that exists within us because white people are taking like everything taking um but taking our spiritual practices like i said earlier and saying hey this is ours i can like we've repackaged it and made it cute and now we'll sell it back to you but we just can't we can't keep buying it from them you know what i mean we can't keep it is our job to make sure that we are buying spiritual supplies from black root workers it is our job to get our information and read books from black root workers it is important to center our stories and our narratives because this is a part of our bloodline hoodoo is black hoodoo is inherently african because it is black we gotta, we have to claim that. We have to step into that. Because white people are stepping into it and lying about it. You know, when I made these Make Conjure Black Again hats, it wasn't so much, like, sure, of course, it was the wordplay off of 45's, you know, Make America Bullshit, MAGA hats. But it was a call to action for black people to make Conjure Black Again. Like, it's always been black. This is, like, my hats weren't even about, like, telling white people that Conjure and Hoodoo was black. It's like, sure, that's part of it. But what I'm saying is that we, us, we have a strong tie to these spiritual traditions. It exists within our blood. Our ancestors literally created it and made it, like, divinely. It is our birthright to do this work. We have to, we have to wake it up again. We are the ones that give it life. So that was just a call to action for us to give it life again, to make it black again, to make it something that we're not ashamed of, 
to stop saying that it's something that's evil or wrong or demonic. It's That's ridiculous. That is also some shit that white people told us. They told us it was demonic and ridiculous and doesn't work and it's evil. And then on the other hand, there's white people who have taken it, repackaged it and rebranded it and watered it down and try to give it back to us and tell us, no, this is actually what works. These motherfuckers be so confusing. Like, no, we need to, this is our, this shit is for us. It is ours. It is time to reclaim it. It didn't go anywhere. It's still within us. It's time for us to reclaim ourselves. And take back what is ours. And we don't have to go far, baby. Go go inside of yourself. That's it. That's all. That's the only place you have to go is inside yourself to make this, this shit black again. That's it. So I'm not even out here trying to figure out how I can remove white people. No. Me removing white people is me, my, is my black ass self stepping into my own power. That's how I remove people who aren't supposed to be around. And then the only thing, I mean, and, and the rest will clear, you know, it all comes out in the wash. It'll all come out in the wash. My godfather, my baba says that to me all the time. And it's just so true. As long as I'm doing what I need to do and I'm speaking up around what I need to speak up about and I'm talking about the power of me and my work and my intentions the rest will come out in the wash so i think i mean i do think that like black only hoodoo spaces are very important and like making spiritual groups you know we're just black people we're just so kind and open we just let everybody just take a little bit of our stuff no Mm-mm. not doing that with hoodoo not for me not my hoodoo not my ancestors hoodoo this ain't open you ain't getting a little piece of this no Mm-mm. so in that case that is how we remove them we don't make it open for them we don't give them access we stop teaching them that's the type of shit that i'm on because everyone and i've said this before in other episode everybody has an indigenous tradition, spiritual tradition, powerful spiritual tradition. We all have it. All of us, all people, white people. Yes. All people, Asian, everybody. My thing is find out what your stuff is. Why are you taking other people's stuff? Your work is going to be so much more powerful if you just embrace your own workings of your own people. So yeah who do no it's not open it's not it's not open i'm not saying it, but the gag is that it works for everybody because it's some powerful shit but who is it really working for the people's whose it is and it's ours black folks and if we're going deeper black american folks what was created on this soil and in this land. So it's relevant to folks of the diaspora who are in, you know, in what is now the United States of America. Oh, child. Had to sit my Baileys on that. Mm. I'm just so tired. Like, I just can't sit around and just watch them steal everything. Like, you're not going to steal our magic from us and sell it back to us. That's what you're not going to do. The most popular route 
and hoodoo, one of the most popular roots. High John. High John the Conqueror allowed our ancestors whew, so much freedom, so much power, so much cunning, slick-ass energy. Like, High John was that guy. Hi John had our ancestors astral projecting while they was out in the fields and taking them to other places, but their bodies were still there. But like their spirit and their, their, they weren't there, but their bodies were still there. Like, that's the most popular root in hoodoo. The ones that we can get over on people who are oppressing us through Hi John. And white people gonna say that's theirs? That's the same hoodoo that they doing? But hoodoo is resistant? (sighs) Mm. So you see where I stand. (laughs) You see where I stand. I just want us to, to, to call a thing a thing. We are walking around being some hoodoo ass motherfuckers. Just by being black. Okay. We got to step out of this ideology, these secular ideologies, these, these Western ideologies, these beliefs that tell us what exists and what doesn't, what makes sense and what doesn't. Like, Telling us that our spiritual stuff doesn't work or doesn't make sense. But how do you think we made it this far? Just because? Like, just got black people out here thinking that this is just some foo-foo shit. Like, some foo shit. Like, who told you that this was, this didn't, who? Y'all, I'm getting stressed. <laughs> so that's that. I hope that that was a decent response for the person who who wanted to know how to remove white people from spaces. Step into your in your into your own power as a black person, and they will come out in the wash. All you need is a little juju. Uh, someone asked a very interesting question um, around um, how does the Chicago police use magic and how does it affect the systems we come into contact with? Um, I don't know exactly how the Chicago police uses magic. I know that um, a lot of police departments, a lot of government agencies use magic. That's just, I mean, that's just information that's actually Googleable. They have this list. I actually think that I should just have a whole episode about this because there are lists of ways that people have um, used spiritual protections during wars. And I'm not just talking about our ancestors. Of course, they did that when they were rioting or fighting. Um, Hoodoo was a part of all of that. You know, you didn't fight until you saw the priest first. But I'm talking about like in Europe, and in Mexico and like all over, people have used spiritual workings and magic, voodoo, um, everything, mediums, 
to spy on enemies. You can send a spirit to go spy on you. And like people do it all the time. But specifically, I know police departments do use mediums to kind of uh, do busts. Um, any any type of bust to catch folks who they believe to be criminals. Um, yeah, I think that there just needs to be an episode about that. But obviously that impacts how we interact with the world because generally they want you to think that they're all atheists and that... You know, everything is based in Western science and, you know, having a medium as a part of the police force or even just having a medium on payroll. That sounds ridiculous. You know, that sounds like shocking or surprising. It's not shocking or surprising to me at all Um, because they know, like, the enemy knows what, um, what works and what doesn't. And they know our magic. So they use our magic because it works. And they pay folks a lot of money and lots of black folk and employ black folk to be able to use us for our magic to then continue to oppress us. So... That is how it impacts us because it's it's a cycle. We you know we're growing up as black people and often in poverty, not having as many resources, you know, just all just all this stuff. And then they come to us for our spiritual gifts. And then they use it for that and they use it to continue to keep us in poverty and to keep oppressing us and to keep resources from us. Isn't it? It's just so strange. It's just so, it's, I could have a whole episode about this. Honestly, I should probably invite someone else on who just knows, like, cause there's so many different occult groups and different kinds of spiritual workings that are happening around us all the time that are often very dangerous and scary. Um, in the ways that, like, they're controlling our mind, y'all. It's deep. And I know for some people this might sound a little woo-woo, but it's really not woo-woo, so we have to get over that. It's some real shit going on out here. Like, the people who are controlling all of the things that we're consuming, particularly in the West, they are speaking to some of the most powerful spiritualists and priests out there. They are divining on... Who, what neighborhoods are going to be shut down? They're divining on which states and cities that they want to completely ruin. What plot of oil in this part of the world can they continue to, to suck dry? You know, there's spiritual protections for these people because they know they're not just out here just doing stuff. Like, nah, they're talking to, to the workers. They're talking to the magicians. They're talking to the occultists. I'm talking about the big dogs. The big, big dogs out here whose names we don't know. Who are out here doing wild stuff that you can't even imagine. So we are in... We are impacted by all of that spiritual work that is done against us. People are praying for our 
downfall. And those prayers are not, are being answered. Okay. People are doing work and praying so that we can be annihilated, that we can stay in the same spot, that we don't progress, that we don't, that we aren't able to build the world that we dream about. People are doing spiritual work so that we won't do that. It's not a game. Those prayers are being answered. All these other magical traditions out here, that stuff works. It's some wild stuff out here, y'all. It's wild. It's scary, too. That's why I want us all to be grounded in our stuff so that we're protected because of all this spiritual warfare. Christians talk about this all the time, spiritual warfare. It is true. It's a lot of spiritual warfare going on. It's a lot of... It's a lot of spiritual work being put on us all. So I'm trying to make sure that my team and my squad is together so that I'm somewhat protected from the mess from the warfare look that's why I don't like everybody just praying for me don't pray for me because I don't know who you praying to and what you praying about that sounds like spiritual warfare I don't know your intentions I don't know you you don't need to pray for me because I don't even I don't even believe that the person that you praying to me for even cares about me or loves me or values me. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, see, y'all got me on a roll now. <sighs> I'm trying to figure out how to wrap this up. We're, we're past the hour. Hmm. All right, let's see. All you need is a little juju. Let me leave you all with this. Someone wanted me to just touch on like fear, keeping them from really like embracing their own power and fear keeping them from wanting to connect with spirit. And um, that's valid. Um, I, I think that fear, it still affects me a lot. And that's something that came up in my reading, like my tarot reading. It was like that fear, it's not doing shit for you, but making it worse and blocking the things that you say that you want. And so I'm just wanting to just offer that to y'all. I know it sounds like a lot. It sounds scary. It sounds like, oh, like this is deep. It is deep. But there is so much power and healing that happens when you decide to trust what you know and you decide to listen to yourself and listen to your higher self. When you even start to cultivate a relationship with the part of you that resides with the gods, because we all have God or source or create that the supreme being, we all are are that like we all have divinity within us, all of it, all of us are divine. And so don't walk around here with your head hanging low like you ain't a face of God. And I know we have been lied to and socialized and brainwashed to feel like we are not God, but we are. 
We are all our own God. And don't you ever disrespect God by disrespecting yourself. And disrespecting your ancestors by disrespecting yourself, by not believing yourself. Because, you know, when we know things, we know things. We try to say, oh, I don't know. Like, people are always asking me, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I want to do this. I'm really, you know, I'm trying to do this, but I just, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to get. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. I tell people all the time, like, well, you know what to do, so... Let me know when you're going to tell me how I can help you because you already know what you're going to do. And people are like, no, I don't know. Yes, you do know. Now, you might push out all of the the reasons and, and make up excuses why you can't do something. And you have a, a laundry list of reasons why you can't do something. And it might be extremely hard and you don't want to sacrifice to do something. But you know what you need to do. Or you at least know how to start. You just not. Because you're scared. And that's fine to be scared. I'm scared every day. But at some point, y'all, we really have to make a decision. If we're saying we want to be great, if we're saying we want to do this thing, then there's... Then we have to step into that power. Like, we are powerful people. We have to. We cannot run away from the power. When you lean into the power, that's what makes it easier. And that's what gets shit done. When we lean into it, when we run away, that makes life harder. It makes it, oh my God, it makes life so much harder. It puts us in situations that we could have avoided if we just listened to ourselves. Please just listen to yourself. Meditate on it. Think if you're not sure. But you know what you're supposed to do. You are God. Come on, y'all. Like, we are not just out here just living and don't know anything. Are you kidding me? All the stuff our people been through and we are just a compilation of our people. We have access to information, more information than we can probably process in a lifetime. That's how much information that we have within us. Like I say all the time, tap in. Do not be afraid of your power. That is exactly what they want. You are beautiful. You are full of light. You are full of ideas, beautiful ideas. You are full of magic. Your intention can change the course of the universe. Your words can do that. If you believe that they can, they literally will. But you have to believe that they can. So we have to move we don't even have to move past the fear, but we at least need to move with it. You can take, come on, fear. I'm scared, but come on. We still going to go out here, though. Because I wake up scared every day. I'm scared all the time. But that fear is not going to keep me in the same place when I know that there's greater for me and there's greater for all of us. 
Don't allow other people to dictate what your truth is. Don't allow the society, don't allow the media to dictate your truth and what you know about you and what you know about who you came from and where you came from. Because you know who you are and you need to know whose you are. And if you don't know whose you are, that is why I implore you to continue to build relationships with your ancestors. And then you will be reminded, oh, I'm that Oh, that's where I come from? That's what my people been through? Oh, I'm, I got this. It's scary. It's hard. It's difficult. But I actually got this. Don't be scared of your ancestors. They're you. Don't be scared of them. They're you. They love you. Literally, it's their job to take care of us and watch out for us. <laughs> That's their job. Don't be afraid to ask them for stuff. Don't be afraid to leave out some food for them, leave some water for them. Don't be afraid to talk to them while you're walking somewhere in your head. You alone in the bed. You just start talking to them. They're there. It's literally their job to listen, <laughs> to help us. Because it's their job to uplift their lineage. That's what they want. They want their lineage to be popping. Like, oh, that's my lineage. Like, we about to be out here. We doing the things. We... We following our destinies, like we in tune, we looking good, smelling good, being fine. That's what our ancestors want. That's their job to do that. So they're going to lead you to the people you need to be led to, but stop going towards the people that you know you shouldn't be around because you're not listening because you know you shouldn't be around them. And those are people who are blocking you from your blessings and blocking you from your lineage being the most popping lineage. Like, I want my lineage to pop. I pray for that every day. Like, I pray to uplift my entire lineage. I pray that my family, we doing what we got to do out here. We healing these traumas. That karmic loop. The things that my, my ancestors continuously are going through and decisions that they're making, I'm flicking that off. I'm flicking that karma loop off, baby. I found the switch. I just hit the switch. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not going to keep going through that same thing. I'm going to stop that right here. Nah. I'll be damned. So don't be afraid. Listen, you can be afraid, but move with that fear. Use that fear to do something. Because just being afraid and still sitting in the same spot and then wondering why you're not progressing is not going to do anything. And I'm not even reading y'all. I'm reading me, okay? This is literally, this is me reading me. Don't be scared of your ancestors. Don't be scared of you. Don't be scared to heal. You got it, boo. You really, really do. You really do. And I, if you got nothing else from this episode... Know that you got it and that you're going to be good. But you got to stop making different decisions. Let's go into 2019 making different decisions with our affairs in order. The things that you've been running from is what you're going to face. And you can start today. Start right now. Like literally as you listen to my voice, you, you can make a decision right now at any point in your life. You don't have to wait till 2019. You don't got to wait till tomorrow. You can start that journey in this moment and if you decide to start that journey in this moment to really start connecting with your people to really start connecting to you and and your gifts I, congrats 
I'm so proud of you and you are doing the work uh, of your ancestors and you are fulfilling the destiny that you promised to fulfill before you came to this world. And that's a big deal. And so I celebrate you. I celebrate all of us who are trying to figure it out. And we can. And we can with a little juju. Hey, because all you need is a little juju. Ah, listen, your back is never against the wall. Don't forget, your back is never against the wall. If you ain't tried no juju, we got options. So, we got this, y'all. I love you guys. Again, you can follow me on IG at It's Juju Bay, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E. And actually, since I recorded the episode, we're finally on Apple Podcasts. So please go rate five stars, subscribe, leave me all the beautiful comments that you all have told me on IG through DMs on Facebook. Go uh, put it on Apple Pod. Um, we're also now on Google Play, so you can listen there too. I'm just moving on up, y'all. We really doing a damn thing out here. Um, you can email me, of course, at the jujube t h e j j b a e at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on my website at itsjujube.com. And uh, hella blessing to you, hella good juju. Remember, all you need is a little mother juju. Later.